guys, this is Li Hui and you are listening to my podcast Just Little Things in Life. Hope you enjoy it and let's dive right into today's topic. Hi guys, welcome back. This is the 20th episode of Just Little Things in Life podcast and I'm Li Hui, your host. I'm back with another episode of Movie 101. So in our last Movie 101, we reviewed a movie called Cruella. So please listen to episode 14 to find out more. And if you are new to this podcast, Movie 101 is an episode that I will review a movie that I've just watched recently and enjoy it a lot. And I'm really excited and happy right now to share the movie with you. So if you have not watched the movie, you can watch it first before you listen to this episode because definitely there will be a lot of spoiler as I will be breaking down the scenes in the movie and giving you all my personal opinions and thoughts about the storyline. So if you have no time or too busy to watch the movie, please just listen to this episode. I think that after listening to this episode, you will get the general idea of the movie that I'm going to review later. And next time, if your friends mention this movie, you will not be left out anymore and you can act like you have watched it before. Okay? So today, instead of a Hollywood movie or a Disney movie, Disney animation, I'm going to review a Korean movie, a comedy actually. This movie is called Inseparable Bros and in Korean it's called Nae Tukpyoran Hyongje. It's a funny but heartwarming movie. So let me just introduce to you guys the cast first. Donggu is played by Yi Gwangsu. Seha played by Sina Kyon. Miyeon played by Yi Sung. The reason I watched this movie is because of Kwang Soo actually. Kwang Soo is Running Man, right? She, he's really funny. And I thought that it would be a really funny comedy as well. Um, truth to be told, some parts acted by Kwang Soo is super funny. And we will talk about them later, okay? So let's talk about the movie title first. Inseparable Bros. What does inseparable means to you? Best friends? Lovers? Uh, or you are forced to be together. So when I first heard of this inseparable bro, I thought that the word inseparable means that the brothers are conjoined twins. Do you guys know about conjoined twins? So conjoined twins are two babies who are born physically connected to each other. Oftentimes, they are connected at the chest, abdomen or pelvis. Conjoined twins may also share one or more internal organs. Conjoined twins are developed when an early embryo only partially separates to form two individuals. Although many conjoined twins are not alive when they are born or they die shortly after birth, but because of the advancement in surgery, medicine and technology, the survival rates of conjoined twins has went up a lot. After I watched the post of the movie, hmm, it's not conjoined twins. So how can it be written as inseparable? I wonder the reason. So who are the inseparable bros here in the movie? It's Seha, the big brother, and Donggu, the young brother. Um, Seha and Donggu are not blood-related brothers, but they have been depending to each other for 20 years. So let's start with the opening scene first. Seha is a quadriplegic. Quadriplegic is a person affected by paralysis of all four limbs. 
So since young, Seha's mother died and because of Seha's disability, he lived in a lot of relatives' house but the relatives keep treating him like a ball. They keep pushing him to another relatives, another relative, and another relatives. At the end, Seha ended up at a welfare house or you people call it children's home, basically an orphanage. At the orphanage, Seha met Donggu. And Donggu, unlike Seha, who suffered from paralysis of limbs, Donggu has suffered from the disability of his mentor. His mentality is only a five years old boy mentality. So you get the idea, right? Seha is a smart boy, but unfortunately, he is paralyzed below his neck. And Donggu, although he has a good pair of arms and legs, but he has a low IQ and a mentality of a five years old. So that's how they depend on each other. Seha is Donggu's brain, and Donggu is Seha's hands and legs. So when I realized that this is the setting of the characters and the storyline, mm, I was like, oh, it's quite interesting. It's not the common storyline, the cliche storyline that we've seen a lot nowadays on TV. Usually, movie or books, they only talk about the life of a quadriplegic. Like an example would be Me Before You, the movie and the book as well. And sometimes they talk solely the life of a person that has a damage in his brain. And this setting in this movie that they combine mental disability and physical disability together, which I think is quite an interesting storyline and actually shines this attention to this group of people. There is a prize in the movie who is in charge of the welfare house and the prize died. So the welfare house and the children living there lost their only financial support. They have no money. Because Sarah is super smart, he has this idea uh, to help students to fake their proof of volunteering to earn money. In Korea, before you graduate, if you have the experience of volunteering in community service before, it will increase your chance a lot to be hired by employers from big companies. So definitely, Seha's ideas attracted a lot of students. But unfortunately, uh, this kind of scam thing was quickly realized by the authorities and the authorities shut the whole thing down. One of the authorities told Seha that both Seha and Donggu, the inseparable brothers, will be separated. They will be living in different welfare house in the near future because they have different form of disabilities. One is mental and one is physical. Even though, I mean, faking or forgery of something is a crime. I know that definitely you, we should not fake or forge something. But I think that they have no choice. Almost all the children in the orphanage has some sort of disability. So most of them are abandoned by their parents because of this kind of disability. And all the while, they depend on the price. And now the price has died, they can only depend on themselves. Because of the disability, they can't work like a normal person in this competitive society. And But they need money to survive, right? And they know that if they don't come up with an idea, they will die. And nobody in the world will care for them. So they need to take care of themselves. And this is the part where Donggu and Seha realize that they will be separated. This is the turning point of the story. Uh, one day, Donggu and Seha, they accidentally discovered that there will be a monetary award if you win a swimming competition. So Seha asked Mion 
a girl who works at the sports center to be Donggu's swimming coach. Seha's plan is, as long as Donggu wins the competition, they will have the money to survive. I mean, Donggu, played by Yi Wangsu, he's pretty talented in swimming. I think probably it's because Guangzhou played Donggu in a movie. If you have watched Running Man before, he's really tall. And if you have long arms and long legs, it makes swimming easier. So fast forward to the competition day, Donggu is doing well. He's quite ahead of the others. And to be honest, in that movie, he has a big chance to win. So he hit the opposite side of the pool. And when he turned back, he stopped halfway in the middle of the pool. And of course, they lost the competition. I mean, Seha, of course, is furious. But later, he found out the reason. So when Donggu was young, his swimming coach asked Donggu to keep swimming to the end. And he would see his mom, but his mom had never showed up before. Probably this also leads to Donggu disappointments and scared to finish the competition. After the swimming competition, because it's a broadcasted competition, Donggu's birth mother found Donggu on the television and she wants Donggu back. I mean, I get the idea of wanting your son back, no matter what reason you have back then of abandoning your child if you want it back right now it's kind of a logical reason but i think that that's one part i'm very angry at is that donggu's birth mother accused seha from exploiting donggu how can donggu's mother say that if you say that donggu is being exploited by seha i will say that seha at the same time is also being exploited by donggu as well without seha I don't think Donggu will survive because Donggu can't even understand a simple instruction without the help of Seha because Donggu only have this mentality of a five-year-old child. And it's true that they have been depending each other for a very long period of time and Seha has always been Donggu's brain, Donggu has always been Seha's arms and legs. I don't think that you should accuse someone in this kind of way. They are not exploiting or taking advantage of each other. They're actually helping each other out because they know that if they don't help out or depend on each other, no one in the world will help them or even care for them. But Donggu's birth mother demands Donggu to be back to her side. She brings the whole thing to the law court. Hi guys, you are now listening to Just Little Things in Life podcast. Every Wednesday, we will upload a new episode on various podcast streaming platforms and social medias, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and more. I hope that you can check out our new episode every Wednesday, listen to it when you're on your way to work, when you're doing your house chores, or just casually relaxing with a cup of tea next to you. Okay, let's get back to our topic today. And in the law court, Seha is in disadvantage because some of the students that requested Seha to help fake their volunteering work testified at the court and this actually puts Seha in a very disadvantaged position because something happened at the court and the case is adjourned. So both Donggu and Seha went back home. And here comes the legendary scene actually. So Donggu apparently he doesn't know what's happening right now. So back to home, what he only cares about is feeding his hungry stomach. 
I think that this is a scene that most people have seen on YouTube before. When you search for the movie clips of Inseparable Bros, you will see this scene. This is a scene where Donggu eats ramen. And it's super funny. I mean, you can see that Donggu, played by Lee Guangsu, uh, he blows at the noodle and he said, which means hot. And he eats the ramen in one slurp. I mean, the acting here is superior and it's super funny. And, but at the end, Donggu and Seha got separated because at the court day, even though before the court day, Donggu and Seha and Mion, they practiced together a lot to make sure that when the judge asks who does Donggu wants to live with, Donggu will choose Seha. But at the court, surprisingly, Donggu chose his birth mother. So at the end, Donggu has to live with his birth mother. And without Donggu, Seha is not well taken care of. Other volunteers, they practically, they don't care about him. All they want is just finish this job fast and they play their phone when they are feeding Seha. So most of the time, Seha cannot be fed properly. And at the same time, without Seha, Donggu can't do things well. He keeps making mistakes and become very clumsy. At this part, I think that the audience can realize how much that Seha and Donggu depend on each other. Instead of saying they depend on each other, I would say that how well they match each other. They have been compensating each other's weakness by helping with what they have, what they are capable of. That's actually what they really need. They don't need extra money or extra attention from others or from the world. They can live alone by themselves. They can be independent when they are together. And the so-called justice or law tore them apart. Sometimes I think about this a lot. Is the law really a fair and square thing? Do the bad guys get punished every single time? Sometimes I would say that the law does more harm than good to a person or an issue. I think that there's no absolute black or white, no absolute right or wrong. Most and oftentimes, gray area exists as well. And we need to acknowledge its existence as well. So back to the storyline. So one day, Mion visits Donggu and Donggu realizes that Mion is not dating or taking care of Seha and Seha is now living on his own. So this is the part where they reveal the reason why Donggu chose his birth mother. So Donggu felt like a burden besides Seha and Mion when three of them are together. Seha is only paralyzed below his neck. He can communicate perfectly with Mion. And Donggu sees that Seha got a female company that goes along well with him. Donggu wants one also. And probably that's the reason why he chose his mom at the court. Not that he wants to live with his mom. He just wants to have the same feeling he thought that exists between Seha and Mion. Probably he also thought that Seha and Mion is dating. And he thought that Mion will be taking care of Seha once Donggu left. But actually, no, that's not what's happening between them. There's a scene that Donggu shows his regrets. He cried like a baby. He cried and... That scene is really heart-wrenching, really hard to watch. And you can see Donggu's regret. And he doesn't want to be separated from Seha. 
at the closing scene, Donggu keeps his promise with Seha and takes part in a swimming competition again. This time, he has his birth mother waiting him at the opposite side of the pool, but again, he stops halfway. Then, Seha appears in a wheelchair with blood on his head. Donggu sees him and he continues to swim and eventually, he finishes the game. I remember at this scene, my mom and I <laughs> cried like the wall has fallen. This scene was so heart-wrenching and touching to watch at the same time. I think that no normal person can hold back their tears when they see this scene, especially the scene where the brothers reunited. Oh my god, it's so, <laughs> it's so touching. Yeah, and... At the end, Donggu and Seha lives together by themselves. Donggu is taking good care of Seha, so does Seha is taking good care of Donggu. And Mion also got a job, and she visits Donggu and Seha oftenly, and they have fun together. <sighs> so, we finished the movie. How is it, guys? Do you guys feel like you need to watch this movie now? This movie has made me laugh and cry at the same time. I remember after watching this movie, my eyes were so puffy and my face was so red and tears are everywhere, literally everywhere. And in this movie, you can see that the unfortunate people who have disabilities physically or mentally, they are working so hard to survive in this world. Despite of the disabilities that they suffered from, they are just like us. However, they did not ask for extra attention given to them. If they are working so hard to survive, what excuse can we give as a normal person, right? We are privileged and we should not take advantage of that. Also, people often say that blood is thicker than water, but I think this movie has just proven this statement wrong or it's fallible. Of course, I'm not saying that your family or your siblings are not important to you. They are always important to me and they will always be our top priority. But the world right now is crazy and scary things can happen. Like in the newspaper, you can see that parents harm their children or even the baby and children abandon their old folks. So anything can go wrong nowadays. But sometimes people get along so well. Like, they are your long-lost brother or sister. These people are so rare in our life and not everyone gets the chance to meet them. So, we care for their feelings and thoughts and they will also worry whether we are happy or not. So, if you have someone like this beside you, please make sure that you don't let them go easily and never betray their trust, okay? So that's all for today. And today, instead of recommending a song, I want to recommend you a book that I recently just finished it. It's called War Doctor, Surgery on the Front Line by David Knott. This is a book written by David Knott to tell the story of him being a frontline trauma surgeon operating in war zones. The stories in the book are so surreal and they make me understand that medicine requires sacrifices and the world needs more doctors like him. I'm also planning to make a book review on this book so please look forward to it, okay? And that's all for today. I will see you all at the next episode and goodbye! If you have any questions or opinions about today's topic and also suggestions that can help us improve our podcast, please leave us a comment at our official Facebook page and Instagram page, Just Little Things in Live Podcast. 
Hope you have a nice day. Stay safe and goodbye.